Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what 
our Become Aligned course is about. Because we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them li- about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show.
mean, I know for me in sharing all of this, I've connected with so many people who I would never think that feel the same way as I have. And it's just so refreshing to hear that they do. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. This is a super special podcast for me because this is a woman who every single year at my Bliss Project event uh, brings such a magical piece to this amazing three-day weekend. She literally blows everyone's mind, rocks everybody's world, makes them feel a hundred times sexier. If you haven't figured it out yet, if you haven't been to the Bliss Project, it is Tara Romano. She is a serial entrepreneur, performer, teacher, personal development junkie, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you unleash and let go so that you can become the best version of you. She has an insatiable curiosity curiosity about what it means to live life to the fullest, whether it's hosting Tone and Tease Masterclass around the world, speaking at conferences, or confessing the struggles of her love for carbo-loaded temptations. <laughs> I, she wants you to know being perfectly imperfect is something to celebrate. You guys, truly, she is so much fun. Her heart is so beautiful. And she is that person who you just feel so invited to be your biggest, best self in front of. I don't know how she makes... Uh, teaching dancing and making you do crazy dance moves feel comfortable, but I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it. She's hilarious. She is fun. She is talented. And so many of the women who have come to my annual event tell me that this is one of the biggest breakthroughs for them every single year is Tara Romano's piece. So let's get into just her mindset and where this comes from and how you can unleash yourself in your daily life so that you can show up as that wild, big, bold, sexy version that you are while being completely unapologetic and really stepping into your power. Let's get started. Tara, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Super excited to finally be chatting with you on your show. <laughs> so you guys, if you if you follow me at all or have been to The Bliss Project, you know that Tara plays one of the most important roles uh, at my event. And every single year, this is so funny because I'm like obsessed with what you do, which I'm going to have you go into full detail on what you do and how you got there and all of these great things. But you are so freaking near and dear to my heart because I you I feel like you've been with me on a huge like these 
huge pivotal moments of my life that I don't even think you even realize how big they are, like to have you there and to have you be stepping into your like kind of probably freaky moments as well and really pushing your edges as well. So I think when you find those women who are like in the arena with you, like Brene Brown says, I I like don't even get to see you all the time, but I have a crazy closeness to you because we're doing it together. So uh, you have been a part of Bliss Project since almost the beginning, which is crazy. I know. I remember you doing uh, a podcast recently talking about how many years you've had it. And I believe I came in the second year, so it, which is so crazy to me because I remember being there and thinking that you've been doing this forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was probably shitting my pants while like... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, I'm nervous. I'm like, don't even talk to me. <laughs> oh, God. So let's talk about, um, first of all, let's tell you what you do there at the Bliss Project. And then we'll go into how you got into starting your business. So, what I do is I take women through this experience uh, using their body and I change their state. I assist them in changing their state first. Um, and I do this by acknowledging their alter ego. So um, when, when I do this class, it's not something... Um, yes, it's a sexy dance fitness class, but I don't just turn on the music and we go. I think it's really important to set the space uh, for these women because I come up there in these like thigh-high boots, shiny pants, like you know, extensions, lipstick, and I don't expect people to just <laughs> trust me right away because as women, we all have so many insecurities, myself included. And I think a lot of this work is something that I needed. So um, I take them through their alter ego. We give it a name. <laughs> and then I walk them through movements. Um, and in that, uh, the tagline of Tone and Tease is called Unleash and Let Go. And I feel like with that tagline, it can mean so many things for so many people, like letting go of the judgment, of the worry, of the comparison, of whatever it is that we need in that moment. Because we know life, it comes in waves and even myself entering the Bliss Project, I've been in so many different places in my life. So um, releasing that through the movement, essentially. Mm. I like sometimes I can't be in the room because I'm getting ready for something next. And it is like, get me in that room because it is it is one of the coolest, most transformational experiences, not only to see, but I literally try to like do a part of it every single year whenever I can um, because it's so magical. Like it really is dropping from your head into your heart and into your body. It's crazy what can happen. And I know every single year I have people uh, say that that's the most transformational part for them because they just have, you know, they've disowned their body. Like they've, they feel like their body's either betrayed them or they look at it as a certain you know, that it's, it, that it's something that isn't um, you, trying to work with them or in their favor, like they're upset with their bodies or they're upset with uh, just things that they've suppressed. And I think that you really unlock so much of that. And I can't imagine what you've seen. Like, what are some of the transformations that you've heard and seen? Oh my gosh. So um, I remember my very first list project and I want to just backtrack a little and let people know kind of the space that I was in going back almost seven years ago, I think, uh, six or seven years ago. You called me when I was at a place. I was actually in my hotel room um, and I was just binging on food. I Whatever was going on in my life at that point, um, food was my go-to and I kind of backtracked in that moment. And I remember sitting 
um, or kneeling on the side of my uh, bedroom hotel or the bed in my hotel, just like praying to God just to take this thing that was following me my whole life, you know, this mm. obsession with food and just the thing that I went through, the addiction, and just kind of release it from me. And uh, you had, you literally, I look up at my phone and you texted me, mm. right? And you asked to come to the Bliss Project with Tone and Tease. Um, and I share that because I think sometimes we can see people, quote unquote, winning or, or really pursuing their passion and instantly think that they have it all together and that they never, you know, go back or they never have things that happen. And that's just not the case. So we're always forever working. And uh, I was just really grateful that that happened in that moment. So I remember my first time going to the project and I was just really nervous to share tone and tease in that setting. I had done so many pop-up classes. I had taught like, you know, so many different places, but to be uh, at a women's event with all these different speakers, so I just did what I knew how to do best. And I spoke a little bit in the beginning, very briefly. And I started moving the women through. And at the end, and this was uh, when I only did it for about 20, 30 minutes. And the first thing a woman came up to me and said was, um, I haven't, she was crying. And she said, I haven't had sex with my husband in a year. And I'm calling him right now. So that kind of mm. just blew me away. I proceeded over the next couple of days, get inboxes from women just sharing what it did for them. So it was something that I needed too, right? Like just that validation that what I was doing with this program did mean something. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time for me that I knew it was a fun dance class that women could go to and just, you know, have a girl's night and something like that. But in that moment, I really just knew it was something bigger. Mm. Oh my God, that's beautiful. And for me, it's like, there are things in life that run parallel so clearly that it's going to ripple into every part of your life. And this is one of those things that it's an experience that I just... I feel is so incredibly important because yes, it's, you know, doing dancing in a dark room to sexy music and really just like letting yourself go wherever you want to go. But... If you can do that, if you can get out of your head during that, you can get out of your head during your uh, pitch for this new company that you want. You can get out of your head while you're up on stage trying to speak your truth. You can get out of your head during, you know, an argument. Like it's it's so insane how that can be such a massive reference point that if you can get through that, you can truly like find the place where you can drop into yourself. And that's what you're teaching. You're teaching how do I drop into myself under really uncomfortable, high kind of your own pressure, high stress situation. That's what it is. And it's it's really amazing because you make it fun and you make it light and you're hilarious. Like you make all of a sudden, I'm like, am I being sexy? And she's cracking jokes and I'm laughing. Okay, this is great. We all feel really crazy right now. Yeah, I definitely like to not be so serious because it's just, life is meant to be fun, right? And I think myself included, we can get really serious about things and it's just not that serious. And I always say, just touch yourself because if you don't, nobody else will. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> you know? like, it's just something meant to be fun. And I, I know for myself, once I started going to these women events, um, one of the first things that I would do is just start looking at these beautiful women and comparing myself up and down. I would look at their hair, what they're wearing. Did I pack the right things? I shouldn't be wearing that you know, and all of this noise and judgment about myself and other people is going on in my head. So I'm like, if I am feeling this, I know that there's other women feeling it, right? And then we make the judgment that that beautiful woman that we think is perfect, she's feeling literally the same way as we are. So if we can just kind of release that for a minute, and uh, just like you said, drop into our body, and then you're right, when 
you need to make that phone call or have that conversation or ask the question, you can literally change your state Mm -hmm. just by um, a breath of movement, a yell. Like we definitely do intentions in the beginning before I start as well. So I always think all of that connected is really important and you can take it outside of that room. Mm. So I want to I want to backtrack because I want to know where this idea came from because I I don't know if it's I don't know if in your mind you were like yeah this is going to be like maybe you had a feeling that it was going to be as big as it is and all these people were going to want you at their events and I know this year has just like exploded for you um but you've had a few different chapters along the way to this as well but I want to talk about like let's backtrack to maybe when you were not doing any of this like how did you grow up who were your biggest influences um let's start there oh my gosh so um you know i grew up in jersey up north um, <laughs> and uh my honestly my biggest influence was my sister uh, and i shared this at one of the bliss projects uh she gave me um my first prayer book it was illuminata by marianne williamson and i brought the book and it's just like ripped into pieces because i've used it over and over again it's like a bible essentially that i keep with me and um what was the title again? illuminana by mm. marianne williamson it's just this beautiful amazing prayer book um that i actually send to so many people because of what it's done for my life um and i actually just ordered a new one because i'm missing a couple of pages that i use the most <laughs> but um but i just um my sister just has always been into personal development and meditation and Marianne Williamson and going to all these events. And I mean, I feel like when I was younger, I knew about self-help, the self-help aisle, right? And Dr. Phil, like that was the extent of my personal development, to be honest. And I went back to college at a later age. I was actually 29. Um, I only went a few years of college, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I actually was never a trained dancer or anything. I mean, my mother said I would like throw a fit every time she brought me to dancing school. <laughs> um, so, so I never did any of that. But um, I remember... Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. I have to backtrack now. Um, oh, so it was in network marketing. That's mm-hmm. when I really understood what personal development was. And I've, I'd done der- therapy a, a good point of, portion of my life. But once I started um, network marketing and understanding what really personal development is because they utilize that so much in their training. It was something that I was so pulled towards. Um, and I had my, got my first coach and I think I've never had not had a coach since between NLP, muscle testing. Like I've just literally always had a coach for the past like eight or nine years at this point. Um, so, I mean, that's what kind of led me to uh, just like thinking outside of the box and kind of where I am today. Mm-hmm. But as far as uh, tone and tease goes, I, um, I was a fitness instructor. I taught group exercise classes. I mean, you name it from spin to step when there was step. I don't know if you remember something rebounding. What was it called? It's called rebounding with a little trampoline. Oh, the trampoline. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so interesting. Like I never was really like a, a dancer. I was a cheerleader and everything like that. But I had to audition for this gym actually in the town that I'm living right now um, about seven or eight years ago. And um, which might, it might actually even be longer. And they wanted me to create a new program to teach there and audition with it. And I'm like, I was like, okay, like what, what kind of program do they want? <laughs> um, and I knew I had done Zumba, uh, which have you ever actually done Zumba before? Uh, like once. Yeah. So that was like my biggest dance. That was the most dance that I had ever really done. <laughs> okay. So um, I started looking on Crunch online on 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 crunch fitness online. And they just had all these different dance classes. And I saw this guy dancing sexy with a body bar. 
So I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Oh, I like so that. I just, <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. I was kind of obsessed with them. It was actually called Strip Bar. So I decided instead of using a body bar, I would use a chair. So that's essentially where Tone and Tues came. So it was basic dance fitness um, with a sexy edge, sexy edge and easy to follow format with a chair. And mm-hmm. that's how Tone and Tues originally started. So what the reason I love when people tell their stories is because it's never it's like oh well I network marketing and I I think you were a bartender too at one point right Oh my gosh yeah I mean it's so interesting when I go back yeah I was a bartender literally for 10 years So what do you think that did cuz I like to like I love to say like what were all of the little lessons that you pulled from all these random things that you did into where you're at right now. So what would you say bartending helped you do with what you do when you're in a room full of women now? Oh gosh, that's such an interesting and great question. So bartending, I feel like it helped me, it it assisted me in commanding a stage. And it's really interesting because the fact that I've been speaking so much is really amazing and just interesting all at the same time because I never imagined myself being on a stage as much as I've been, especially in this past year. And I really think behind the bar, you have to command back there because there's a lot of people and I worked at really high volume bars before. So for those of you listening, if you've ever been to the Jersey Shore, I've waited on the Jersey Shore cast. Like back in the day, Snookie, all of them. So I, I worked at really high volume bars and I was a really amazing bartender. I just was. I I was multitasker. I was fun, funny, and I just got stuff done. So um, I think with that, and even being a fitness instructor, no matter what mood that you're in, you just have to be there and show up. No matter what happens the day, the two minutes before, in order to make your money, you just show up. So mm. I really, I'm actually really good at changing state. Mm. I just am amazing at it. I can. Cry and then five seconds later, be like, "All right, it's time to go." And then you just kind of switch it off, on and off. Mm. Um, that's why I think it, this has kind of followed me. And it's interesting because I never imagined that would be something that I would teach. But I look back and think how often I've done it and still do it in my life now, and how it's assisted me. And I know that's one of my superpowers. Oh, I love that. It's it's so crazy because we are and sometimes we're like, oh God, you know, I, I bartended for too long or I worked in this fitness place for too long or I worked in that restaurant for too long. And it's like there you were gathering so many lessons, even if it was just like you kept showing up to a place you didn't love and you kept putting a smile on your face. Like that is a lesson that sometimes takes years and years and years and years and years to even understand. So I love hearing about that. So I know that now you are and you and I met like just to back track even more like you and I met through network marketing. And I just remember seeing you on stage and I was like, whoa, she is so like, you're, you are so down to, I just, you know, when you recognize a similar energy, I was like that woman, I know I would love her because she's just like down to earth. And also you were very powerful and I knew you were getting your power. Like I felt like your authentic power was from being yourself, like your ability to just go up there and be you. And whether you know you were like that or not, you were. And I think that's what is so beautiful about you. And I think it's where you are getting women is into that place of like their superpower is just to actually drop in and be them. And you're using this tool of like, dance and speaking and whatever else you have that you've learned along the way. So I know that this year has been like a wild ride for you. Like I feel like I literally can't open social media without seeing you at someone's event or doing something awesome. So tell me number one about like 
you know, what the years leading up to this looked like, but then also what it feels like when all of a sudden you do have all of these different things that you're being asked to do. Oh my gosh. I love all of this. And I'm so glad that you asked me about bartending because I often forget to even share that part of myself. And with social media, you know, you're meeting new people virtually all the time and they're making assumptions on who you are or what happened in the past and why things, why something might be happening for you and it's easy for you and all that stuff. And I think it can happen to all of us. Um, and I always want for people to know, honestly, where I've come from and what I continually work on on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, I leading up to just even this conversation, Lori, like I have been one of those women who have had really low self-confidence. I've definitely gone back into victimhood more often than I'd like to admit. Hence, when right when you called me, I was, you know, going back to binging something that I had thought I healed time and time again. Um, you know, but the one thing about it is I'm just always, li- I literally do the work every single day. Otherwise we wouldn't even be on this phone call right now. And with each experience, I'm, I do it afraid. The, the one thing is I'll make a decision and I'll just take action. And, and you share this message all the time. It might not always look how you want, but I remember you even sharing with me, whatever is supposed to happen in that room is supposed to happen. So if you literally forget every single word that you were supposed to say, or if you fumble or mess up, like someone needed to hear that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I might step into something different or something new and I want to vomit. (laughs) I do it anyway. And I just think continually doing that over time has made me so much stronger in so many different aspects. So um, it was really interesting. And even though I've done that, I definitely feel like um, I still was playing small in certain areas. I'm going to tell you a really truthful story because it's just assisted me in moving forward in this whole past year. So I went to Andrew Lee's event um, last October and um, you know, so many women were on the stage that I've actually spoken in a room with. And a part of me was like, I, I like want to be there, but I almost didn't feel good enough. But I was like, I just, that's what I want to do. You know how you keep getting that pull for something that you want to do and it just doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. But I kept making excuses of like, no, you have this great life. Like things are good, whatever it was. And then I saw Chris afterwards and um, he actually had messaged me and just, he shared something with like, you know, you're doing so great. I just feel like you could be doing more. And I had literally had that same conversation with the two girls that I was with. I go, I, I know I'm doing a great job. I've accomplished so much, but I want to do more. And it's, it's because I just know that, again, if I'm feeling a certain way, I'm feeling pulled and not doing it like other people are too. So I literally made a decision in that moment that I was going to start leveling up or whatever it is for, for that person that they, they think they want to do. And um, I had always want to have my own event, kind of like that you're doing, but I wanted to add uh, mindset and movement. So not just have movement in the morning or something like I literally wanted people to dance in their seats. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I made a decision um, that, that week, I set a date and I had my first event, but not just that, like I had my first event, but I've also, um, I've spoken on more stages this year than I ever have. Um, I've just done so much, um, so much this year, probably more in this year than I've done in the past couple of years that were scary. I mean, speaking on stage in front of 12,000 people is kind of new for me. So I think that was, that was really powerful for me to actually step into that. Um, and even just like asking for help or reaching out to people, um, you know, whatever it was. So the, for me, it's definitely the consistency of the things that I've done over time. Mm. I just love all of the different pieces and those moments of 
where I think our soul could totally retreat. Like you can go to events and, and you know, I, I know that you had mentioned kind of your default response was like, uh, go, going back into like victimhood or going back into like old habits. And that's, I mean, that's everyone's default response. Maybe not those exact things, but it's our default response to want to go back to whatever it was that was sabotaging us. And I think in those moments, it's like that, that moment of realization of, hey, this this doesn't have to be something that makes me feel bad. This can be something that, you know, makes me step into whatever version of leveling up that is. So what are some things that you would say to somebody who right now, they like, they're going to the events, they know that they want to, you know, do something bigger. Maybe they, they're afraid that it's not going to be that version or that version of what that person's doing, or they don't feel good enough or they don't. And I, I know, I feel like we have this conversation all of the time together, just mini clips about like, you know, I, I just don't know if I feel good enough for that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm like, I feel like we are like, I put you in the same space as everybody else who's doing all of this big work, but you, I know it took you a while to see yourself in that space. So what would you say to that person who is not yet seeing themselves in the light that got you to where you are right in this very moment? Oh my gosh. I love that question because I think for me, it's, um, it's forever changing in the sense that like maybe not every day looks the same. Right. And because we just have different seasons and that's just what it is. But I feel like if you have that practice of consistency in whatever it is that you're doing daily, like you're not going to sit in it for long. So whoever's listening, I mean, if I always feel that if you have that feeling in you, it's for you. We've heard that so many times. And I just feel like I'm always being pulled, pulled. And how, and I've had so many people, um, especially over the last year, because even though I've done all these amazing things, I still feel sometimes like, you know, you have those like voices in your head and that noise, and you can sometimes give into it. Like the old victim mm-hmm. parts of us you don't have to. And I feel like I still sometimes feel that I'm just being completely honest, but I move through it by taking action. I mean, and I, I shared a post about this, whether it's helping someone else, or reaching out to someone or trying to connect with someone, I think that we can we can stay in our head if we're secluded and like scrolling through social media and you know thinking about all the things we could have done that we haven't done. And we never number one, we never we don't often take the action consistently. I think a lot of times people get really excited, kind of like they do in January or on a Monday after a holiday when they start something, but they don't consistently do it. And it's not easy all the time to show up and Take the, do the work to feel good. And it is, it's just work. But I think if you want to live a life that you want to live, it's something that you're just going to always have to do. Mm. But, but it's more fulfilling. I know for me in sharing all of this, I've connected with so many people who I would never think that feel the same way as I have. And it's just so refreshing to hear that they do. Oh my God. I think we all... Honestly, even even the people who are like, no, I've totally got this. Like, you know, maybe I'm not as nervous showing up for this. Like there's something in their life where there's, you know, feeling that way, no matter, no matter what it is, there's something in their life that maybe they just have the, um, you know, the tools and the rituals and habits really down. So when that feeling comes up, they can approach it quicker and they know how to take care of it quicker. But it, it's, it's basically like, 
I, I don't know if this analogy is even going to fly because I've never used it, but like, because I don't have a baby, but I'm about to use a baby analogy, like a crying baby. Like it's never, it, it's not that you can like, it's not that a baby will ever stop crying, but you, I'm guessing if it was like your sixth baby, you're like, eh, okay, I know how to, I know how to cope with this. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Two women who don't have babies yet, but let's use these baby analogies. But I, I absolutely can relate to that, which is so funny and interesting because it's true. Because I guess because like, you know, you can think about ourselves crying to ourselves and it's mm-hmm. just like, I can, I can spot my victim tendencies yeah. in an instant, but I can do it with other people as well. Mm-hmm. And I get, especially when it's people that I love and that are close to me, it frustrates the crap out of me because I want to shake them and be like, I like, you can do this. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to constantly live this comfortable life it's so safe. It's it's actually safe, and it feels good to cry, right? Like mm-hmm. and sit on the couch, pizza, and watch reruns of Housewives. And I'm not saying that you can't do that ever, but you know there comes a time where you, you know that has to that has to change if you if yeah. you want to live the. Life. I mean, that just can't happen all the time. Yeah, it feels good until it feels like your worst nightmare. <laughs> oh my god! Until yeah. you have that piece of pizza in your hand, and you're like, ah. I can't. I was just thinking that I was on a run today and I was like, I remember because I'm trying to, we have a mastermind coming up and I always try to tap into the emotions like in the room, like where was I when I, you know, was walking into rooms like this. And I remember different feelings of, of like Mondays that would come. And I would just say to myself, like, I can't have next Monday be like this Monday because I don't have it in me to live through another day of these feelings. Like I didn't even know what that meant. I just knew I had to change something because I couldn't stand like waking up to another day that I like was the same person. Like I knew I needed to change something. Oh gosh, I can so relate to that. I even actually made a joke of it when I was at Bliss saying, you know, you know, like you throw the cake out and then like an hour later, you know, like go back to the garbage. You're like, well, it's just kind of at the top. <laughs> like I'll just have uh, no big deal. Oh, I'm <laughs> but I, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So tell me about this year though. Like just tell me about the ride kind of of this year of yeah. how you know, I feel like you've just done so much work and how things show up. Like I think sometimes people can forget, like they don't understand how their life is going to start shifting and like leaning into the miracles and how if you just show up for yourself, all of a sudden these other things start showing up. So can you just share like a little bit of your journey of that part this year? Then I also know we're going to dive into some other parts. Yeah. So um, like I said, I just really took massive action uh, when I came home from that trip and in every part of my life and all of my businesses. And uh, it really kept me really productive. And I, I grew in, as a speaker. I, I grew just in more, my confidence. Um, I've connected with so many other people. And it's so interesting. I've been able to meet people who were able to uh, hold a mirror to me and just like they met me and I didn't, they were, where they saw me on stage and they had shared what it did for them. So they were able to show a part of me that like I sometimes wasn't feeling. And I had so many people and even recently, like I want you to see yourself how we see you. And honestly, I it's something that I need sometimes, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes you need the validation. You don't always get it. And I've always moved forward without 
getting it. But this year was was definitely a mirror for me. And I um, creating this event in my in my hometown has just been amazing as well. And connecting with other people, I remember saying I wanted to up level in my relationships with women. I wanted to connect with more women. You know, I moved home from California two and a half years ago, and I remember just being like, how am I going to go back there with... And I made the decision to move home because my father was sick and I, mm. I I wanted to. There was just no way that I was living in California and flying home as often as it, that I needed to be home. And um, I was really nervous to come home. I'm like, there's not going to be any supportive women. And there are. I A, a girl that I used to bartend with had cra- created this amazing uh, babes in business movement here. And from that, I've met incredible people. Uh, a lot of my speakers uh, are just from this hometown. So, um, and then just traveling with tone and tees and not, and it, it not just being a dance fitness class, it's actually an experience, mm. a move where I am able to speak and share my own experiences and inspire other women with things that I've gone through is been priceless. Uh, and uh, yeah. Okay. So I want to just go back for one second because you said you left Angie's event and you started taking massive action. So I want to know in the day-to-day, what does that look like? Because I can't tell you how many times I've left events and haven't taken the massive action. But then the other times when I have left um, events, and it sounds like we're in the similar vein of like events and these moments have like really changed our lives. But what what were the things that you did that actually at this one made a difference when you hit that wall of like, I'm super fed up of not being the person that I know I'm capable of being. And so I'm going to do what? Like, what did that look like in the day-to-day once you got yeah. home? So, um, well, I one of the things I did was actually join Chris's mastermind. I felt like in order for me to be immersed into what I actually wanted, I, I wanted to join something like that. And it's been incredible. Like, I, I just can't even say it enough. Um, so that was the one thing I did. And then um, aside from uh, my, uh, my event, it's, it's like... So I, I got really organized. I think that we can say we're going to do a lot and then we just do a lot of busy work, right? Yeah. But I was very intentional. I mean, I reached out to women in this area and I had coffee dates with them. I went to events in the area. Um, I set up speaking events. I actually reached out to people to see if they wanted me to speak at their events. Um, I I just was really consistent with doing the work. And it's interesting too, because I come from someone who's never had less than three W-2 forms, like for the most part of my life. Um, I've had one seven W-2 forms in a calendar year. So I feel that when I'm productive, I do my best work. So, cause it doesn't, it almost doesn't leave room for me to (laughs) overthink something. And now granted, I wasn't just working, working, working. I mean, I'm teaching my dance classes. You know, I have time for myself um, and, and everything like that. But, um, you know, I, I do want to share as much as I was doing all of this, like all of the actionable steps and work to move whatever you want forward um, and connect with the right people. And, you know, of course, having the container of reading your books, meditating and whatever you need to do to kind of just um, energetically be on top of things. Uh, I, I had two sick parents um, and it's still something that I'm actually dealing with in this moment. And I always share too, and I actually shared this uh, at an event not too long ago. With all of this happening, I was had a chaos in my family, just to be honest. And it's so interesting. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder if anyone from my family is going to be listening to this. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to be really transparent on this part. Um, I've definitely become a caretaker for my father. And then my mother had some health issues too. So 
it was like I've been in more hospitals, rehabs, um, homes in the past year than I could ever imagine someone's been in their entire life. And, you know, I come from personal development, so nothing's hard, right? We don't use the word hard, challenge, and it's like you don't want to stay in it, stay in it, quote unquote, for long. But I actually didn't have time to be in it. So I felt like I was a robot for so long. And with the work that I do and that you do, we really need to energetically be in a good place mm-hmm. to be giving, you know, the transfer of energy back and forth. And a lot of my work is giving, which I love, but I was giving in so many areas of my life, right? Mm-hmm. So I had I have a really great support system in terms of, of my friends and people that surround me. But I feel like being around, like I've seen things with my father. I mean, I like to be very candid, for the people listening, like I watched this Marine go from never being sick my entire life to, you know, having to help change his diapers. Mm-hmm. It's just the reality of what it was. And it's been, it's been challenging, but I'm so proud of myself for what I've still been able to do with mm-hmm. that. So I, I want to talk about that because I, I feel like this is that, that beautiful lesson in life that's, horrible and just as much a part of it as it is, you know, I, I think the the light exists with the darkness and we're always trying to get out of the dark and into the light, but there's no way that that can even happen because they're happening at the same time. So how do you, and I know that you're still in this and I know that this is fairly fresh, um, but I, I feel as though, you know, you talk a lot about how, you know, you, like it's almost like your state changes and all the things you've done have gotten you ready to almost like learn how to really compartmentalize and that there's still joy over here while there is this over here. And it's not that you're not saying you're, it's not joyful to be around your family, but there's a lot of hard things. We're going to use that word today um, that comes with the spot that you are in. So how have you been able to like find the joy within that? And again, I'll always go back to consistency because I I think that if I didn't do the work in terms of having a coach, um, learning to meditate, understanding what to do when you're triggered, you know, having breathing exercises, surrounding myself with the right support system over time. I mean, there was a time where I had to weed out people from my feet. And, you know, back in the day when you wanted to really change and you take down the certain pictures and I really surrounded myself with some amazing people who I could reach out to. So um, I asked for help and support from the people that I knew who could give it to me. And honestly, what brings life back to me is knowing, um, is kind of making someone, you know, the saying like make someone else's day better. It really did because I know that someone would trade problems with me in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And um, I think... And I, I listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks and I'll always remember, I, uh, she says this often, I mean, find joy in the simplest things. Like, yes, th- these things were challenging and hard, but like I, I'm breathing, I'm walking, I have my sight. Like I, you know, there's simple things in life that I can be grateful for. Um, I mean, my, I, and, and this year I lost a really good friend to breast cancer and I'll never forget her telling me that she had it three years ago and to watch what's happened to her. I mean, it's just almost like someone always has it worse. And I could, I, I actually could have really sat in some of the stuff that happened to me and people would have been like, you know what? I understand, but it's just not who I am or who I've grown to be. And I just, I, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know? And yes, I, it's the state change, Lori. And I, 
I just feel so, I feel so strong about that, that no matter who you are and what's going on, you can find joy in the simplest things and start to change your, your mind because two people could have the same exact problems and how you respond to them could look so differently, right? Oh yeah. So what is the next version of you that you are kind of facing off with? Like, I feel like there's always like another version of me that I know is right there that I'm like, oh, I see you, but you're scaring yeah. me. <laughs> no, you're so funny. You know, and I, I, um, I first want to say to people, like, trust me, like it's not every day where I'm like, oh, I'm breathing. Everything's great. Like you definitely, I feel my feelings. I just don't sit in them. And I think there's a difference between yes. that. And, um, so where I see myself in the future is, uh, I want to really step into Eva. So Eva, for those of you who don't know, she, she's who shows up on stage. <laughs> she just is. And it's like, it's just like this flip, you know, in, in leading up to any kind of performance or something that I'm doing. Um, I, I actually created a way that I kind of get into state even before it whether it's listening to music, um, breathing exercises and things like that. But once I step on the stage, it's like something happens. And I just want to feel her more as Tara on a regular basis. I think I've stopped myself to, of doing a lot in my life. Like, yes, I've accomplished a lot, but I have um, not reached out to people because I thought I wasn't good enough in the past. Um, I haven't attended things because I was nervous. I wasn't smart enough or whatever it was in my head, I kind of let that take over. So I feel like I'm so done with that chapter of who I was. And I'm just ready to, to truly step into um, just a higher, more powerful me. And in the fact of showing other people that they can do it too. And I feel like that's so much of your work, Lori. I have to say that, you know, um, your teaching just allows people to step in to that person that they never imagined they could be, but who they are. And um, I just love that. And I just think everyone deserves to do whatever it is that they're feeling pulled. And um, for me, it's it's just doing this movement and state change with women literally from all over the world. Oh, thank you so much for that. And honestly, I, I love that you just said, you know, people deserve to be that person. And it's not just like, yes, they so deserve it because it's needed. And it's like the reward for stepping in is beyond anything I can even describe like with words. Like it's a, it's this ultimate connection to yourself that's connected to something that just opens your eyes to like how life is actually meant to feel and how it works. Like it's the weirdest thing when you can almost not describe it. To, you, you can't describe it to people until you meet someone that you know just kind of gets like these different laws that are functioning that people don't understand. Like there's laws to the universe of how you think and how you're being and how you feel and how you're showing up. And it's just like the coolest thing to get those glimpses of these like laws. Did I just randomly like talk about something that made no sense? No. <laughs> I feel like you speak my language, Lori. I, I always get what you're saying. But you know, and, and I... I um. I am a huge believer in energy, the universe, God's source, whatever you think it is. I love Joe Dispenza and his teachings. He's incredible. Um, so I believe in in all of that, like in how you think and how you feel and what you say is just going to be in alignment with what shows up in your life. And I know for me, when I'm thinking, feeling, saying things that aren't in alignment, that's what's showing up. So I always know when I need to shift. I always know. And in, in the past, it's taken me so much longer and it's, it's now, it's not that I don't fall into that, but it happens so much quicker. Mm -hmm. I mean, in an hour, 
like not even in it. Mm. So what do you think? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just like a thought you can like swish away now. It doesn't even have to, you don't even have to give into it. Yes. Okay. So I, I'm getting so many questions too fast in my mind for you. Okay. So I, so the, the, like the, the triggering thing that would happen for you or the sabotage thing that would happen for you in the past was to like binge eat when you would feel, you know, I, I feel like we tend to go back to those when we're not doing the thing that we're being called to. So like that person that we want to be, you're not taking action. So does that still show up for you at all? And is it far less? And how do you like, you know, if you're, if you're maybe comparing yourself or you're finding that you're on social media, is the, do you find that you want to go back into the comfort food and binge eating and how are you coping with it now? And what, honestly, I want to know, what do you think stopped you from doing that? Was it stepping in more into like your truth and less suppression? Yeah. So it's, I love that question because um, I think when you step into and almost um, schedule all these things, you don't have time to feel crappy. Like you literally don't, you, you have to feed and fuel your body with what feels good. But like, I also make time for my friends and enjoy, um, you know, I enjoy time and I don't ever feel guilty. I think around food too, it was the guilt of like having something bad. Like it was either all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have that anymore. Like I definitely enjoy myself. Um, but I don't feel that like I, I, and it was interesting because I had a close friend of mine say, how did you do it? And I almost couldn't give her an answer other than I don't feel the need to do it anymore. Like there's nothing that like in my body that wants to, eat an entire pizza. But the thing is, is if I did, (laughs) I wouldn't feel guilty because that means I would just want pizza. And, you know, um, but again, I think when you have to show up, like you you can't show up hungover from Mm -hmm. food or alcohol. That's uh, so I used to have, you know, the same issue. I had such a crutch with like binge eating and it was, it was always when I was bored or I felt bad about myself or I wasn't stepping into different things. And, and it really started to shift like, and I couldn't even see that it was necessarily happening, but whenever I, I do the same thing, like when people ask, cause I've had so many people ask, well, how did you get over this? Or how'd you get over that? Or how'd you get over your anxiety? And I was like, I think I just filled my calendar with so many things that scared me. And I was doing, I was taking so much action that my higher self wanted to take. And I was taking actions that were on purpose with why I was on this planet. Even if it wasn't like directly like, yeah, this is my mission on the planet. It was like, this is so, on the, the path to where I know I'm supposed to go. It takes away all of the those feelings of wanting to numb because you want to like, you want to show up for your life. Don't get me wrong. There have been times where I've like done, I'm sure you've done your events or you've done, you know, a bliss project or you've done speaking and you're like, just give me all of the food. But even then you're eating because you're just like, wow, I need energy and I'm super drained. And like you said, kind of the guilt around it. But I think that's so beautiful that it's like, you don't realize that you know, the results of stepping into your higher calling are going to affect every part of your life. Yeah. And you know, it's really interesting. And I just feel like with a lot of, I mean, women and men struggle from food addiction and it's just it's obviously to fill. We know that, but um, I am so grateful to get to this point where if I'm craving a burger, I'm having it. And I, and the guilt is not there. Mm-hmm. Like it was the guilt. And, and um, you know, again, it, it definitely shows up, but then I know to move my body and get up and do something. I, I mean, I see, I was saying to a friend just the other day, 
it's not that I don't, you don't feel those things, but you just take action in spite of it. Whether it's just walking my, walking my dog or taking a drive or calling someone or doing something for one of my businesses. It's just, and I'm, I'm sure there's people listening like, well, I don't have a dog or a business. (laughs) Well, then I'm like, you know, (laughs) maybe you just put the energy towards the passion or something else or just, you know, giving back to someone. Hmm. Oh my God. I, I would, this is so, I can't even believe I'm about to share this, but I think you'll totally get it. Um, like this morning I like noticed in my brain, I was getting ready to go for a run and I, this pair of jeans that isn't normally there was like on the end like my beautiful, amazing housekeeper must've like arranged something in my closet. And I looked at that pair of jeans and I was like, Oh, those are really old. Those are from when I was competing. I wonder if they still fit. You should try them on. And I was like, don't do that. I literally caught myself and I had them in my hand. And I was like, why would you do that? Like, why do you need to do that? Which part of you needs to do that? Like what would make you feel better? Because today you want to feel good and it's important that you feel good to show up like for everything you have to do. And I was like, you know what made me feel better? A podcast that makes me like remember who I am and to go move my body. But it was so... It was just that moment where in the past, I maybe would have tried them on and been like, oh, you're not that anymore and you're not this and maybe poke at my body. And now I'm like, no, like what? No, that's not going to make you feel better. And I rem- I talked to myself in like a loving way. I was like, that's not going to make you feel better. So don't even bother. <laughs> like, Step away. Yeah. I just think we want, we, we give into what we want now mm-hmm. instead of holding off for what's going to make us feel better. Yeah. It's just that... In- gratification and you know we've all been through it and it's just figuring out what's right for you and how to um you know heal that Hmm. it's so weird though because it's not even now we're just going into therapy session time i guess for right? both of us like but it wasn't even <laughs> going to make me feel better to try them on like i knew it was going to be a weird addiction to an old pain so crazy right yeah like can you help me <laughs> I, no, I i'm like do heard- you do that <laughs> It's really, no, but it's really funny that you said that. I heard the other day, um, like it was, it was something, I don't know, it was a podcast or a book I was reading that talked about um, our ancestors and how like all the crap that we deal with today is because our ancestors were like always trying to fight and keep themselves safe from war and stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's so interesting. I'm like, that's totally why I'm, I'm, I, my head was so messed up. I could just blame it on them for all the therapy. <laughs> like they totally left me some money to like pay for that. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> So what is coming up for you right now in your life? Like, I feel like there's, you know, there's always something that is the line between the next version of ourself. And it's never a bad thing. And I think that's the beautiful thing about what we what we start to become aware of in life is it's not that you are like you have something bad or you're trying to get over something. It's just another part of, you know... Uh, it's just a part of you that might be blocking you from where you want to go next. And that's life. But what is that part for you right now that is maybe just a bit of an asterisk that is kind of like stopping you from maybe taking some actions that you want to be taking? I know it so clearly. And um, uh, there's a few people, one in in the mastermind and actually had a great call with your amazing husband, Chris. And like these people and, and some were just saying how I said before, like, I wish... I was sharing with them some of the things that were blocking my head of why I wasn't doing a certain thing. And they're like, Tara, I wish you could see yourself how I see you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said stepping into Eva. So, so and which who, who is me, right? But it's that person who just knows she's 
just as good as everyone else. Like we're all human. We're all made from the same stuff. And yes, people might be further along with you, further along than we are in certain aspects of life. And it's not to take away from all the hard work and their accomplishments, but it's more to see each other on the same level and be inspired. And if you're seeing someone in a certain light, it's because that's meant for you too. And I think it's my victim, my old victim tendencies, my ancestors, whoever, whoever it is that like, it's just safe for me. And I know it more to go back to that. I mean, yes, I've been doing personal development for eight years, but I mean, I'm 41 years old. So I, I've been doing that way less than I've been doing all of the other crap. So I am so committed and just want to step into that person that I know I can be more than who I choose to be when I'm alone. I can very well isolate myself and maybe even cancel a podcast, excuse me, like this with you because of those noises that are in our head that we give into. And I just refuse to do that anymore. So for me, it's reaching out to people I want to learn from, hang around with, have conversations with um, like this. And that's just who I want to be more of. Mm, I love that. And you know, the theme of your whole podcast has been like really reaching out for help when you need it. And I don't know any other way to get through my stuff. I don't. And I, so I want to ask you this question because um, for me, like reaching out has been the number one thing that pushes me through joining things, doing events, like all of those things. But when I look at like, I put them in my calendar now because I know myself, if it's not there, I won't do it for sure. Um, but mm-hmm. also as they come up, I don't want to do them. Like it, I, it could be, it could be something that's like, you know, an amazing event with my best friend and I could have VIP tickets and I still am like, Oh, resistance. <laughs> Yeah. Still, I'm like, I don't want to do it. So how does it feel for you when you are, you know, like making yourself show up and what do you do to make yourself do it? Like what, what do you say to yourself? Yeah. Oh my God, same. I think a lot of us feel that way. It's like, you know, it's, sometimes it's just nicer chilling out at home, but I give my, I, I'm really learning uh, boundaries in terms of people and my time. I'm a yes person, which I think it's great to be a yes person. For sure, but then there's sometimes where you have to realize what you're saying yes to. And I feel like a lot of times I was saying yes because of how it would make me look, and it was a lot of ego, which I think we like people can struggle back and forth with that. And it's just a learning experience. I don't think ego is terrible, but um, I think um, for me, I set aside time for myself, you know, to have play time. This way, when I'm going to do those things, I know they always make me feel better afterwards. That's always what I go to. I, I kind of fast forward, like, um, you know, if I don't do it, how am I going to feel? And then I fast forward when I'm done doing the thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's how you want to. Yeah, feel. yeah. <laughs> I just always feel like I've I've gained something and grow, and it's you know something that you can share. Like if somebody says to me they don't know what to post on social media, they're having block in their business. You know, I think it's going to an event, um, connecting with someone who, you know, the 33% role who just, you know, is doing more and it just heard something different in an area. We have inspiration all around us. And I just think it's, if you want to tap into it, it's just a choice, really all of it, right? Ooh, tell me the 33% rule. Oh, so it's 33%. I feel like one of the first things I remember learning. So 33% of the people in your life um, that you can teach, 33% of the people that are on the same kind of playing field and level um, of you, and then 33% of people that you can learn from. So just having a mix of that in your life um, is important. A lot of the times, you know, you're, you're balancing and juggling that. And I always know when I need uh, more of the converse, like conversations rather than pulling and dragging and motivating certain people um, in my life or, or having people inspired. 
Like I love inspirational conversations. It can make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Um, so what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned that have uh, gotten you through some of the hardest times in your life? Like the biggest, not just lessons, but like the core beliefs that you have adopted from lessons that are tried and true for you in your life? I mean, like the things that make you want to puke is the ones that you should do because they... <laughs> yep. Anything that I ever would... I'm such a crier. Like I cry when I'm happy, sad, nervous, like you name it. Like I just cry. It's my emotion, my go-to emotion. And uh, I am so fearful of speaking. Like literally, it just makes me want to vomit. I mean, I don't, I don't cry hysterically anymore, but um, I get really nervous. And those, I feel so excited when I'm done. I want to do that again. <laughs> You know, so I've learned that um, like the things that make you want to puke are the ones that you are going to fall in love with the most. And I also have learned that um, most of the most of the noise in my head is just made up. Mm. Like it's interesting. Like I have a I have a very imaginative mind, um, and it tends to lead sometimes on the the negative aspect. And for me, it's definitely a working practice on the daily to shut that noise out. Um, that's why I love Untethered Soul. I think it's Michael Singer. But so if anyone has never read that, it's incredible. But uh, I just think uh, drowning out that noise is something that has been um, really powerful for me. Mm, so real all- quick, just about Untethered Soul, like what are some of the things that really hit you from that book? Like, and, and how have you seen them like apply to your life? Like the biggest one for me was that your mind has a roommate in it, like a roommate. So it's like you're you're literally having a conversation with your mind. And uh, my last coach worked with me a lot on this as well. Like just noticing your thoughts and like kind of letting them go. Mm. Our minds are just so powerful and we give into that inner roommate, he calls it. And how so much of what we what we see and our filter of the world is what we create. And and it's mostly bullshit. <laughs> if it's something that's keeping or in a victim mentality or in the past, or I can't do this or poor me, you don't understand. I just feel, yeah, that was really powerful. Oh my God. I love that you shared that because it's like, I can tell you, I was living it. I can't, I can't say the story right now because it's people present in my life, but it's just like, I was creating such a crazy story in my mind about people who are like super close to me. And I solved it today by actually having a conversation. Um, I was like, wow, when left unattended, Lori gets crazy, like legitimately, which is also like, I can say it with grace, like, hey, you know yourself. When you leave things like this open-ended for you to fill in the blanks, you're going to fill, apparently the crazy you comes in to fill them in. So make sure you go and have a conversation or decide to to let go and fill them in in a different way. I love that you share that because I always say, do you know how much can be fixed and how many divorces can be and breakups can be fixed and fights? If you just have a conversation, nobody's willing to talk. And it's so interesting. I'm such a talker. I will always, I will always go to the person. I just, cause I, my, my body can't handle keeping it in. And I feel like having conversations has just saved me. And um, just knowing that the conversations in my head are usually bullcrap and I'm really trying to recreate them in all areas. <laughs> mm, yep. Oh my God. So powerful. Yeah. Chris and I were talking, we were on a walk last night and we were like, oh my God, the theme like of just like solving all life's problems is going back to your like two-year-old self, like use your words. 
please, for the love mm-hmm. of God, use your words. What do you need? <laughs> like, tell me and let me tell you. And we avoid it. We're like so afraid of rejection or looking weird or, and I, I figured, I mean, like we were talking last night and I, I want to know what it is for you. Like the fear of, of having conversations, even though I'm same as you, like I can hardly keep it in my body anymore. It feels like poison. Like it feels like it's taking me down. But I was like, why don't we say how we're feeling? And it's because it's really easy for other people to like, be like, that's not what I meant. Or that's not what I was saying or whatever, like rejection or twisting it on you. And I think, how do you make peace with the, the other side of that, knowing that that's what could be coming? Oh, like in before having a conversation? Yeah. Like, I think that's why we don't use our words is because we're so afraid of somebody twisting it on us or making us feel like a a psycho or like it not being true or being rejected. So how do you get right before those conversations and have them anyway? Because I don't have the time or energy in my life to have people around me who don't support me as a human. So if I'm being vulnerable enough to want to share and talk and I talk to someone to just try to clear something up and they are, are not reciprocating in the way that I'm uh, coming to them, then I don't want that person in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually feel like I don't really have those type of, I'm so grateful. Like at this moment, you know, with other chaos going on in my family, I'm not really having those conversations. And uh, mm-hmm. I just like, not, things can't be great with every relationship all the time, but I love, I think communication is literally everything in, in all relationships, business relationships, friendships, um, you know, significant others, family. So um, if you don't have that, you don't really have a relationship. Mm. It's everything. I'm so glad that this went there. Um, We kind of went all over and I loved every single part of it. So I could talk to you all day. Um, But I would love to know, first of all, I just, I want to say, I just want to acknowledge you and say thank you for being someone who has impacted my life in such a massive way. I don't think I get to tell you enough, but having you there with me at some of the biggest moments of my life, like biggest fearful moments, where which also means biggest moments of me stepping into like who I know I'm supposed to be uh, and having you in the room with me or knowing that you're on this journey or knowing that I have your support has been so huge. It's, it's what has helped me step in even more is knowing I have those women who are uh, doing the same and also supporting me and cheering me on. Um, and I have just like loved... I, I've always been able to see you so I have loved watching you see you because mm-hmm. I think that so many people around you have always been able to see you, um, which is so exciting. So I'm just like thrilled for whatever is coming on your freaking amazing journey. Um, and I'm just like so blessed to be a part of it. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and just sharing. You guys, literally, there's so much... She has- she is a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. So make sure you go follow her. Um, so where can we find you, follow you? And are you having another event? Uh, yeah. So um, I'm obviously on social media and I have tararomano.com and toneandtease.com. And I am, I, um, you know, I do pop up Tone and Tease events, um, Tone and Tease experience for women, women's events. But I am having my Your Life Unleashed, which is mindset and movement, um, March uh, 2nd through the 4th. And um, tickets go on sale next week, actually. Oh my God, that's so exciting. That is amazing. I cannot wait for it. Um, And also, I'm really, really thrilled that you will be at Bliss 2 this year, which is so exciting. So, and I literally was like, hold on, there... Yeah, we'll we'll talk after this, but I always get these ideas as people talk to me about where they want to go. So anyhow. <laughs> well, before we go, I have to thank you, Lori Harder, because um, you have just been 
the fire starter for so many of us. And I know for myself personally, I'm grateful for you all the time. And I know I, I always tell you, but, um, you know, for paving the way and inspiring us and letting all of us see who we really are to the core. Oh, totally received that. Um, and thank you so much for that. And I just now have it recorded so I can replay it. Um, <laughs> but I always end on one last question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So someone walks by you, it's like 30 seconds long, whether it's in an elevator or on the street and it's a total stranger. And they ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Do something. Mm. Do something for yourself or someone else. Walk, jump, smile. I just feel like any action neutralizes negative emotion. Mm. Amen, sister. Well, you guys, if you loved this podcast as much as I did, make sure you share it with a friend. Like literally right now, if you know anybody who's dealing with anything in their life, go ahead and text this to them right now. And so grateful for you. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too. And you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14 day trial for you. So you can go check it out. See if you like it. See if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now. You guys imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so 
you can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. 
kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.